Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you have joined me. But before we jump in, let's do some housekeeping. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps the podcast and help Disrupting Balance to grow as it needs to. I am calling it forth. Also, if you aren't following me on social media yet, please do so. I am on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, at Disrupting Balance. And of course, Join the Disrupting Balance community by going to www.disruptingbalance.com and there you can get monthly resources on mindset and health to make sure you're finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between. You're listening to Disrupting Balance, the podcast for recovering work-life balancers, finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between. I'm your host, Hanifa Barnes, full-time education executive, budding entrepreneur, wife, mother of four, and so much more. How do I balance it all? I don't. Instead, I found harmony in the imbalance of it all. Listen to find out how other women just like you are doing the same. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. So let's jump in on position because look, here's my thing. I've got three points or takeaways. You know, in church, there are always three points. I've got three for you today. And I'm looking at positioning in this way. One is the input and output. Two is divine positioning. And three is vision. Okay, so you're asking Hanifa, how does all that work? Stay with me. I will take you right along so you can understand and get a sense of how you can ensure that you're positioning yourself to do the things that you desire. Now, position is a condition with reference to place, location, and situation. Condition is a state of being. So your state of being in reference to your place, I'm sure you have a desired state of being for that. You have a desired state of being for your location, a desired state of being for your situation. We all have that. And believe it or not, you've been getting in position all of your life. I promise you have. Here's how. Remember being in elementary school, whether it's kindergarten, first grade, whatever point you really had a state of consciousness to realize what you were doing. Remember when you were, it was time to line up to go to lunch or go to recess. Everybody wanted to be the first in line. You remember that? Before the teacher started calling your name alphabetically, she would say, okay, let's line up for lunch. Let's line up for recess. And people would make a mad dash to be first in line, to position themselves to be at the front of the line. Or what about when it was time to race? Well, I'm not including myself because I wasn't a runner, but when it was time to race, you know, you, you get at the starting line or even when you watch a race, they say on your mark, get set, go. All of that is getting into position. And then as you got older and learned that position was attached to the output, you know, your grades, your accomplishments, your friends, your, your attendance, then the positioning or the idea of positioning began to take on a new life. So let's think about the input versus the output, because these two examples or several examples I've given you about positioning as a child and growing up has a little bit of both. And that's because as we get older, we realize that output 
is also a way that we define or determine our positioning. Now, as adults, we look at or we base it on what we see. We see others doing things that seem wonderful, grand, amazing, and we look at the output and think, I want to be positioned just like that, right? So someone gets a big job, a new title, a degree, a luxury vehicle, or join certain associations or make a certain amount of money. It's about the output. The positioning is about the output. In fact, social media has really enabled our desire for the output in positioning because that is the space where we show and tell all the things that are going on or have gone on to place us in these positions. So we are looking at what we see and the challenge in seeing is we're only, only really looking at it from the output perspective and not really understanding or grasping the input, what is required to go in to place yourself in that desired output. So let's take a step back and talk about divine positioning as it relates to input. Input is the onset of the process, the beginning stage. Before you can really produce or execute or put something out, you've got to put something in. How do you situate yourself or create the space for your desired conditioning? So here's the divine piece. One of my favorite Psalms or verses in the Bible is Psalm 46, and I believe it's verse 10. And in that verse, it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, the desired output for me in that particular verse is stillness. I desire stillness. I want stillness. Stillness helps me to really step into a space of creativity, creation, gratitude, thankfulness. And so I desire that output in my life. And for those of you who know pure stillness and peace, you know the value that brings to your space and in your life. Now, this stillness is the output as a result of God's positioning, the input. Go with me here. It says, I will be exalted among the nations. Among is positioning in the midst of or surrounded by. It also says, I would be exalted in the earth. In is the positioning that is about being within or embodying a space. Among and in are the inputs, the input of positioning that gives us the desired output of stillness. And without God's divine positioning among and in, we have no stillness. Without sowing into the input, you will never obtain the desired output. So how are you positioning yourself? Vision. Vision happens even before the onset, before the input, because it is what you have seen in your mind, in your meditation, during your prayer. It's something that was seen in the divine realm that you want and hope to call forth into the physical realm. 
So let me give you a prime example in my life. 2016, this is just about five years ago, I was at a professional standstill. And as a result, I was at a personal standstill because they work in tandem for me. And I just felt like I wasn't moving forward. I felt like I was cycling through these undesirable patterns, chasing other people's output and not really investing in my own input, seeing what others were doing or where they were or what they'd acquired, the output, and really beating myself up for not being where I thought I was supposed to be based on my own output at that point in my life. And so I decided I've got to do something different. I can't be cycling through this mindset and expect to be able to get the desired output. And at the time, my desired output was a certain level of leadership or a certain leadership type role, because up until that point, I'd only been kind of a mid-level type of leader. And so I decided to go to a women's empowerment conference, not so much to network and meet people who could give me anything but really just to be in the midst, to be among, to be around, to commune with others who had the energy and spirit that can drive my thought process and inform my input so I could get the desired output. And I'm telling you, that room was electrifying. We laughed, we cried, we prayed, we rejoiced, we hugged, we took pictures. Now, mind you, it's 2016 pre-COVID. It was just amazing. I mean, the energy and spirit were palpable and powerful. I I never forgot that experience, and I can feel it now even talking to you about it five years later. But let me tell you, that was February 2016 when I went to that Women's Empowerment Conference and I experienced a shift in how I really saw my input process at that point in my life. And six months later, all right, y'all, six months from February 2016, I'm talking February, March, April, May, June, July, August of that same year, I landed my very first chief of staff role, which set the course for my senior level leadership career, literally. So when I say that vision, once that vision is executed in your mind, it's time to do the work, to give yourself the input you need to get the desired output, right? So how are you feeding your vision? What are you inputting into your process to help facilitate your vision. What does it look like? Think about it like this. You want a desired outcome. You want to be healthy, have a certain physical physique. Are you going to input bad foods, bad sleep, no water into your system? No, you're going to try your best to eat clean. You're going to try your best to follow those macronutrient numbers. You're going to try your best to drink water. You're going to try your best to exercise. You're going to try your best to give yourself the mindset necessary to be disciplined, to get the desired physical outcome? Or what about if you want a certain financial wherewithal or status? Are you going to squander your money, not save anything? 
No, you're going to be very diligent about checking your budget, about your savings, about projecting your money, where you want to be. You're going to sacrifice in the moments prior to the output by doing the proper input to get to where you want to be. The same with building a new skill, the same with building a business, the same with starting a podcast, anything where there's a desired output, you're going to have to do what's required, whether it's a sacrifice, whether it's something new, whether it's building consistency, you have to do those things, input that process to get the desired output so you can position yourself accordingly. You know, we're slaying all day. You see all these things, slay, slay, slay. How are you slaying on your input? How are you slaying on your vision? That's where you need to start so you can get in position or the position that you desire. I can't emphasize this enough that it is important to be conscious of what you listen to. You don't want to listen to things that aren't going to uplift your spirit, help you believe in the enlargement of whatever territory you desire to be enlarged. You need to be conscious of what you hear and bring into your system and your hearing. You should be conscious of what you're reading because you should be reading something. Put things into your mindset. You should be conscious of what you allow yourself to be absorbed, meaning the rooms you step into. You're absorbing that energy, the circles that you allow yourself to be a part of. You absorb that energy. You need to be aware of your circles, your surroundings what you're absorbing, because that is part of your input. You know, uh, one of my former podcast guests talked about this. I believe Danielle Jones in episode 28 talked about check your circle. And Danielle Jones started out with many challenges at the beginning of her experience. And now since the podcast, she's a councilwoman and moving on up and doing the things that she desires because she has put in the work or had the input that worked for her to get the desired output. And she has put herself in position for so much more. So I rest my case. I am off my soapbox about positioning, but I wish the best for you. And so as you start or as you continue or as you recreate the next journey for yourself and you think about your positioning, and where you want to be. Know that it's great to look at others and be inspired, but the real process, the real work after the vision is the input. What's going on at the onset when you are on your mark and getting ready? Those are the things that matter at the start so that you can be in position to get the desires of your heart. Thank you for listening to the Disrupting Balance podcast with Hanifa Barnes. Hey, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're not following me yet, find me at Disrupting Balance on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And guess what? I'm on Clubhouse at Hanifa Barnes ESQ. And if you want free tools or any and all things Disrupting Balance, check out the website www.disruptingbalance.com. Talk soon.